0: Descending with a view from above. Namo Guru. The Master, Padmasambhava, whose realization is equal to the truly and completely awakened Samantabhadra who possessed in his mind all the teachings on the view and meditation and never strayed from the true meaning was asked by Lady Sogyul of ka about all the key points for resolving the realization of descending with the view from above. The Lady of Karchen asked the Lotus Master, From where do all that appears and exists, the phenomena of Samsara and Nirvana first arise? The Master replied, all that appears and exists the phenomena of samsara and nirvana arise from the solidified habitual tendencies of labeling there are three types of labeling mental labels cognitive labels and verbalized labels. Mental labels make thoughts move. Cognitive labels build up habitual tendencies. And verbalized labels manifest the manifold objects. It would therefore be better if you stop labeling. Lady Sogyal asked the master, how does one become free from attaching labels? The master replied, when you are free from the thought activity of mental labeling, you will be free from the cognitive labels, good and evil. And when free from that, you will also be free from attaching the names of verbalised labelling. By being free from the multitude of dream habits, you are free from labelling names. By being free from that, you will be free from the label Bardo and free from that you will be free from the label birth and death by being free from these you will have stopped the stream of samsaric rebirths All phenomena are names, labelled by thoughts. These names are not real. So it would be better to be free from labelling. The lady asked, what is the way to be free from labeling? The master replied, the phenomena of samsara and nirvana, even though when labeled and conceptualized, they may appear as enjoyable or offensive. Pleasant or painful, as me, myself, and others, and so forth, all naturally dissolve when you neither alter their names, nor attach any labels, but leave them in their natural state. Lady Sogyal asked the master, What is the meeting point beyond both Buddhas and sentient beings? The master replied, When there are neither Buddhas nor sentient beings, the natural state is beyond knowing and unknowing. Beyond realisation and lack of realisation, beyond real and unreal, good and evil and thus free from all types of labelling. Lady Sogyal asked the master, how are sentient beings then deluded into this labeling? The master replied, the ego arises from that in which there is nothing to label. As this habitual tendency to ego belief solidifies, names are formed such as father and mother, child and possessions, enemy and friend, objects of the senses, and so forth. In this way, ego belief and labelling delude you into the six realms. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, How does one then attain enlightenment? The Master replied, You are not enlightened through fabricated dharmas. You need a dharma beyond fabrication. You are not enlightened through indicated dharmas. You need a dharma beyond indication. You are not enlightened through explained dharmas. You need a dharma beyond explanation. You are not enlightened through cultivated dharmas. You need a dharma beyond cultivation. Don't do anything. Don't go anywhere. Don't think. Don't construct. Don't judge. Don't focus. Don't support. Don't take aim. Don't cling. Without anything whatsoever. Simply remain. Don't even label this Buddha. Dharmakaya is beyond thought, word and description. Lady Sogyul asked the Master, Isn't this the nature of non-action? The Master replied, While in itself it is no thing whatsoever, its experience is that any perception takes place While it is no concrete thing whatsoever, it serves as the basis for all myriad things. While there is not even an atom to indicate it, it serves as the expression for all indications. While it holds no attachment or clinging, it is the foundation for everything. While it is free from all birth and death, it serves as the basis for sickness, aging, and death. Don't fabricate it. Don't modify it. Remain free from mental constructs. As primordial openness. Your original state. Samsara and Nirvana dissolve where they are. Your innermost enemy, ego belief, naturally subsides. The portent of dread has changed into auspiciousness. Sogil asked the Master, Is mind the basis for faults? The Master replied, Lack of realization is the basis for faults. Realize the nature of mind to be empty in essence. Within this vast and empty Dharmakaya, no defilement of faults can live. Thus, the Buddhas of the three times awaken by realising the nature of mind. Firmly resolve that faults have no inherent basis. Lady Sogyal asked the master, are objects and mind a duality? The master replied, the objects seen are mind's display. The many displays are the play of your mind And while they are all empty in essence, the objects you see can dissolve and need not be rejected. Firmly resolve that objects and mind are not two. Sogyul asked the Master, Should Buddhahood be achieved in some other place? The Master replied, All the Buddhas dwelling in the Triple Times realise their minds to be beyond arising. From this state of non arising, their play appeared as threefold kayas and cannot be achieved apart from that. Firmly resolve on that. Sogyul asked the master, What is the confidence, free from dread, of change and transmigration? The master replied, Change and transmigration are labels created by worldly people, When you have perfected the power of self-knowing and always remain in the unchanging state of great equality, you can firmly resolve that there is fundamentally no change and no transmigration. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Where do we find an abode that is fearless in the face of death? The Master replied, When you realize that the nature of your mind never arises, you may seem to change bodies but you do not move from the empty and lucid dharmakaya the nature of your mind you can firmly resolve on that Sogyal asked the Master, What is the abyss of the six classes of beings? The Master replied, That which appears as the manifold sufferings of the six classes of beings is not created by anyone else. It happens because you fail to recognize your own nature. It is your own mind that harms itself. You can and should firmly resolve that the great emptiness of your own mind is free from the ground and root of suffering. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Can this nature of mind be tainted by karma and habitual tendencies? The Master replied, Karma and habitual tendencies, as well as everything virtuous, Good thoughts, meditating, and meditation objects are mind. Evil thoughts and that which creates non virtue are also mind. Since this mind never arises and is empty. Insubstantial and wide open, you can firmly resolve that it is beyond being tainted by any virtuous or unvirtuous karma. Lady Sogyu asked the master, does there exist any abyss into which one might fall? The master replied, the root of falling is a thought that is your own. The place of falling is an abyss, that is you. The fear of falling is your mind's suspicious thought. Samsara is your mind's deluded form. So when you see your mind is Dharmakaya's vastness, the worlds of the six beings are but Buddha fields, you can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyo asked the Master, Can the view possibly fall into any partiality? The Master replied, The view, free from deviations, is impartial. Like the sky. Everything is mind, and mind itself is empty and free from partiality, just like the sky. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyal asked the master, can that which we cultivate in meditation really be obscured or clarified? The master replied, let be as changeless dharmata within the empty essence of your mind. This wakefulness is ceaseless and non-dual and lucid like the sphere that is the sun. You can firmly resolve that it is basically beyond being obscured. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Is there anything in the conduct to adopt or avoid? The Master replied, The conduct, free from anything to adopt and to avoid is like a flawless crystal ball placed upon a silken cushion of five hues. All you do is the empty lucid mind itself. Which is not made of faults or qualities. All you see is self-occurring, self-dissolving. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogul asked the master, does the fruition exist to be accomplished from somewhere else? The master replied, present in yourself, it cannot be achieved. As with the precious wishing gem, All wishes and desires are fulfilled by you yourself. Likewise, Buddhahood, with all its supreme virtues, arises from realizing your own mind. Your mind, since the very beginning, is self-present dharmakaya. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Should we regard outer appearances as imperfect? The Master replied, Do not find faults in outer things. As personal display, They have substance. Just like reflections in a mirror. They are seen, but are not really there. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogul asked the master, should we regard our thoughts as imperfect? The master replied, don't see thoughts as being faulty, like the waves upon the ocean. Any thought that may arise within the quiet emptiness that is your mind is but the Dharmata's display. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Should we depend upon conditioned roots of virtue? The Master replied, Fabricated dharmas are all conceptual mind, so all conditioned dharmas perish. Dharma, however, is self-present timelessly. Be free from effort in conditioned material virtues. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogul asked the Master, Can original wakefulness manifest or vanish? The Master replied, The wakeful knowing appearing in yourself is itself lucid since the beginning. So its identity is natural brightness, free from outside or an inside. This wakefulness is vast, self-present, natural knowing. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyal asked the master, can cause and result be divided into two? The master replied, every being has the essence of enlightenment. Timeless Buddhas No division into cause or in result. No new thing is there to find or be accomplished. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Should love and hate be rejected? The Master replied, The five poisons are not to be rejected, nor is wakefulness a thing to be achieved. An enemy is not a mark for hatred. Nor should you bind yourself to friends with love. Your empty mind is the doer of all. So you can firmly resolve that the five poisonous emotions A self-dissolving. Lady Sogyal asked the Master, Are Samsara and Nirvana respectively evil and good? The Master replied, Conditioned is the nature of Samsara. Conditioned means unreal and transient the nature of this transience is emptiness a timeless empty vastness beyond evil beyond good you can firmly resolve on that Sogyal asked the Master, How are the three kayas present within oneself? The Master replied, The empty nature of mind is Dharmakaya, its cognizance is Sambhogakaya. And its unconfined quality is Namanakaya. Essentially free of the three poisons, you can firmly resolve that the three kayas are primordially present within you. Lady Sogyul asked the master, can the nature of Dharmata be applied in practice? The master replied, when realizing mind, it's empty nature. You see that Buddhahood is not a place which you must reach. Nor is it gained by taking refuge in the Triple Gem. It is no product. No Dharma made through effort or achievement. You can firmly resolve on that. Sogyul asked the master can we possibly fall into samsara the master replied in the empty nature of your mind you cannot find a basis for samsara Samsara's root, a timeless purity, is undiluted wakefulness, which cannot fall. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogyu asked the master, is there a doer of Dharma practice? The master replied, in the essence of self-knowing, a primordial emptiness, neither owner nor a Dharma practice can be found. The doer of the tenfold virtuous actions is primordially an emptiness. And so there is no doer of your Dharma practice. You can firmly resolve on that. Lady Sogul asked the master, Should we rely on personal instructions? The Master replied, Buddha mind is surely your own nature, present timelessly within you. No need is there to seek. Your simple knowing is the Dharmakaya. It cannot be shown to you by someone else. You can firmly resolve that it needs no instruction. Lady Sogyal asked the master, Do realized practitioners still have to take rebirth? The master replied, In the sky-like nature of the mind, no impelling force of karma can be found. So the womb doors of the sixfold beings are left vacant. Depleted are the gatherings of tendencies and karma. Samsara's triple realm is overturned right from its depths. The single sphere that is the nature of your mind is devoid of change and transmigration as they basically do not exist. Birth and death are interrupted from their very root. The sight of the Elias rootless nature evaporates the streams of birth and old age, of sickness and of death. Inevitably, it purifies all karmic ripening, annuls and renders void the sixfold causes Without rejecting it, samsara has dissolved into itself. Without achieving it, nirvana is accomplished. Intermingled, samsara and nirvana are not two in Dharmakaya. There is no basis for another karmic rebirth. Thus he spoke. The master then said, Sogyo, this instruction is the path traversed by the Buddhas of the three times, since they all awakened within this nature. It is the path through which the beings of the three realms are liberated, since they are freed within this nature. It is the realisation of me, Padma. So Sogyal, keep it in your heart. It will strike fear in people lacking the right karmic readiness, who can fall into hellish states by maligning it. It will be a mirror for those with the right karmic fortune, who can attain liberation by simply being taught it. Therefore, do not propagate it now, but bury and seal it as a precious treasure. I entrust it to a fortunate person of karmic readiness who will open up the treasure's door. Thus he spoke. This cycle on resolving, the advice on descending with the view from above, the Lotus Master bestowed upon the Lady Sogyul, extracting the very quintessence of his oral instructions. She wrote it down at the upper hermitage of Chimpu, On the eighteenth day of the second autumn month in the year of the Hare.